Good Friday, everyone. Friday, we've made it to the end of the week. Hey, I applaud everyone. We're here. We're here. We've made it. It's the weekend. Time to relax, kick your feet up, grab a Cody, you know, do what you do. You know, I'm blessed to be here with you guys. Um, whew, I pray that everyone has had a productive, prosperous week. Uh, I pray that everyone has kept faith, um, that everybody has not deterred from the path that they're on. Um, that everyone has that's worked hard and, 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 and now it's the weekend, have time to do a little bit of self-reflecting, get a little bit of clarity. I, I know right now that clarity is completely, it seems completely impossible, right? It's a complete shit show going on in the world right now. And, I, and, and excuse my French, but it's a complete shit show. There's so much tension. There's so much anxiety. There's so much nervousness going around. And, 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 and what's the word? Um, unwanted uh, behaviors going on right now that, you know, you can't tell up from down, right from left, right? You know, so it's hard to kind of get yourself into this, this peace when you have all this noise going on around you. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, guys, is because I've been experiencing that this week. You know, a lot of overwhelming things coming my way uh, with just life, you know, my health, um, happen having a couple scares with, um, with with my health. Um, one thing is I'm just gonna share with you guys is diagnosed with skin cancer. Um, it's a basal cell uh, carcinoma. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's, uh, they caught it at the first level, so uh, you know I thank God for that. Um, something that I've honestly I've ignored for a whole year without even honestly noticing or definitely was noticeable but it's something that in my mind is like oh it's just this or that so I kind of passed it off and um until you know people who care about me you know were noticing it and say hey you need to get that checked out got it checked out got a biopsy came back um yeah it is a basic uh, basal uh, cell carcinoma on my nose I'm gonna do a couple treatments uh, freeze it off to uh, hopefully stop the cancer for keep coming back and uh, we're just gonna keep praying and and um, you know, staying positive and, and and you know, not not putting too much worry into this thing because I know that God has a plan and I know that God has a way for me, you know, and I know that, that there's other people out here uh, suffering from way more uh, than what I'm going through right now. So every single day I wake up, um, I understand that I that I've won, that God, uh, that that I win the day, that I win, you know, it's a wins. You know, the days that God wakes me up when I don't feel like getting up, the days to where I just feel like quitting, God always puts that faith and that strength and that vigilance and that discernment in me to say, hey, it's time. You know, I know you don't want to do it. I know it seems hard, but my son, I have you. And that's when I want to remind everyone out here who's going through these tough times, who's going through this uncertainty, who's going through these rough periods, that you're still here, that God hears you. That you're in his favor. That we need to reconnect and you know rekindle that relationship with him. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It's also a part of, of the Knowing Yourself uh, segment. Uh, the, the two that I've did. And, and we're going to make this uh, a little bit of the third one. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, self-reflecting and perception. You know, um, like I've said, I've been dealing with my health, been dealing with a couple of friends, uh, you know, uh, relationship wise of, of a couple of my friends not understanding or me not, you know, being 
clear and concise of how I um, come across some things and and that's okay you know that that that's what happens um, this miss uh, miscommunications all the time you know that that that's what happens in life and we can't get too caught up in it you know we have to understand how to communicate and how to sit down and um you know because I, I don't think anything is unreconcilable I don't think it you know sometimes people just need this space and time to just think and and gain that clarity and gain this time to like go back and be like and, and look at things in hindsight and look at things in retrospect you know so that's what we're going to do a little bit tough today um, let's start with a perception of how people perceive you um, so what happens when people get this false perception of you, right? How do you make peace with that, right? See, a lot of the times, and then this quote, it goes where first impressions are super important. And I do get that, you know. First impressions are super important because if you make a bad first impression, what do you think that does to the person who's receiving this, right? It automatically forces them to put a guard up. Because they've seen you act a certain type of way, unbeknownst to them of your true authentic personality. Everyone has bad days, right? But they see this odd behavior from you without even knowing you or barely knowing you or not knowing you well enough to know that, hey, you're going through something or, hey, this is how you handle things. And, you know, so sometimes impressions can can give this false notion of what a person actually is like. You know, it takes patience and time. It's what I'm starting to figure out and understand. It took me actually 28 years to actually figure out who I am as a person. So before this, before I had this patience, before I had this, this, this knowledge that I have now, I would be super frustrated and, 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 and would cut people off just like that. You know, I don't have time for this, you know, but now that I'm thinking about things in hindsight and understanding that, hey, it's taken me 28 years to figure out who I am. And that's continuous. I'm still learning who I am at the end of the day. At 28 years old, I don't know who I am all the time, right? But I have more of a confidence of the person that I want to become and what I need to work on, right? So I can't expect another person who's growing just like me, who's a human being, who makes mistakes, who goes through and has bad days and good days and ups and downs just like me. I can't expect to know them right after a month a year, a couple of weeks. I, I, I can't expect that, right? You know, sometimes when people are worth it, you know, you have to give that patience, that grace, that mercy. That mercy, because that's all it is. It's giving mercy, giving patience, giving this time for people to really show you who they really are. Because honestly, people will reveal themselves, right? And when people reveal themselves, and you notice it and you say, hey, this is something that I can deal with or this is something that I can't deal with. Then that's when you have a communication. That's you open up this dialogue. And when you have this conversation, which I hope it's face to face or maybe over the phone or FaceTime. You know, we live in these times now, Zoom, whatever you want to do, whatchamacallit, you know. Um, this texting thing when you're trying to have conversation about having miscommunication, that's never a good thing because in Texting, and I know I'm, I'm drifting, but in texting, 
when you're having the when you're trying to have important conversations, you could be speaking the same language but have different connotations of, of what you're trying to say. So that makes people perceive you as something, you know, also else. So then you get into this battle, this tussle of someone saying, you know, or, or you trying to prove, hey, I'm right, or this person trying to prove you wrong. Well, it should never be that way. It should always be about understanding a person. Hey, I need you to understand where I'm coming from. And hey, I also need to uh, open up myself and be humble enough to understand where you're coming from, you know? And that's something that I am still learning. I still struggle with. But I also take the time to say and call myself out. Self-reflection, right? So let's get into this perception. How do we let go of that concern, right? How do we let go of people perceiving you in a negative way when it's not truly authentic to who you really are, right? So, um, first of all, we have to understand that, like I said, it's not a who's right and who's wrong situation. The first thing you have to realize that it's a trap to think you can fix another person's perception of you. You don't have to have a discussion with someone about whether or not they're right, that they have the right perception of you, right? You just have to find the confidence in yourself and know who you are. After all, not everyone is like everyone. Just because someone doesn't particularly like you on a personal level doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that that person has a personal preference that you believe you haven't met, right? You can't control or change someone's inclination. The second thing to remember is that there's a good chance that this other person doesn't actually know you well enough to know whether or not they truly like you. This is someone who you've only had minimal interaction with. They don't know your whole story. They don't. They only seen a corner of a page of your life. After all, not everyone will like everyone. Just because someone doesn't particularly like you on a personal level doesn't mean that you're a bad person. I repeat that and I'm going to reiterate that because it is so true. I have a friend. Um, she's a, you know, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's a good friend, but we don't see eye to eye sometimes. And it gets into these battles, these tussles where I feel like I'm right and she's right. And, you know, it gets into all that. And now I've kind of gained this clarity to where I feel like, okay, hey, I can't keep going these back and forth battles. Do I really want to use her, lose her as a companion because of this? It's not worth it. So I'm taking these couple of days to just kind of just understand that let that sink in you know on this you know um just kind of really putting that on a uh on a burner to where i can let it simmer and let it sink in you know and maybe we can come back and rekindle and, and reconnect and maybe we can't you know but that's a life and that's how it understands but if she wants to have that conversation then we can have that conversation and it's not just with her, it's just with a myriad of people i am a person who goes into his shell a lot you know, and that's how I kind of self-reflect. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I like to consider myself in a quiet taste. And that's not putting myself on a pedestal like, oh, I'm this decadent, uh, uh, decadent person who you have to be this type of person to be my friend or, or, or pish bosh or any of that stuff. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I, um, what people have told me that I require a lot of patience. I'm very rare. You know, I'm very weird in, in certain type of ways of, of how I move and, and, and how I uh, deal with things. I'm kind of an enigma. I can be kind of mysterious at times because I um, because of the way I self-reflect. Um, and for some people that those are people off when they can't figure you out. 
it throws them off. So, I, you know, what I'm learning to do is allow certain opinions matter. Learn to only allow certain opinions matter. If you're concerned, if you're concerned with understanding people around you and becoming a better, more confident, more caring person, be careful to not absorb feedback from just anyone. All right. It can be difficult, difficult to have a full perspective of yourself from your own point of view. Right. So this is when character feedback becomes important. Think about whose opinions, who you value, your spouse, your best friend, your parents, your boss, employees, co-workers, mentors, pastors, coaches, whoever it is. Determines who the people who can best speak into your life and give you direction, right? These are people who really know you, who can really recognize the difference between a momentary failing and a negative pattern. These are outlooks that matter, right? So when somebody gets this thing who doesn't really know you, who really doesn't understand you, it shouldn't bog you down. And that's what it was doing with the friend who, who is this amazing person, right? We really don't know each other that well. So it's going to take this time. It's going to take this time to really marinate, you know? Um, and that's for anybody. That's for anybody, you know? Um, and so let's jump into a little bit of how people self-reflect and, and, and how I'm learning how to do it. Um, so self-reflection is this thing that kind of doesn't get taught a lot, you know, and, and when, you, when you're coming to faith and, and Christianity, um, it, it doesn't get talked about of, of actually what is self-reflection, right? Um, so, you know, let's dive into this and, and let's get a better understanding of what it actually is. Self-reflection is deliberate time set aside to slow down the business in your life, to look back at your day, month, year, and attempt to learn from your experience, desires, and feelings in your life. It's very easy to become driven by your schedule and your commitments. And that's me. That's what I do. Sometimes I get so um, caught up in this mundane schedule that I'm always on go, 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 you know? And I don't really have time to really self-reflect and kind of listen to myself and listen to uh, God, this God voice and, and, and kind of really connect and have this relationship with him to where I'm talking and understanding like, hey, mix, you need to slow down on this or mix. Hey, you need to pay attention and think back to what this person said, you know, and and, and we all get in this. We all get in this. We get too busy trying to stay on top of everything to have any time to sit back and reflect on what we are doing and how we are actually feeling. Or maybe we don't feel driven by our schedule, but we we prefer to spend our time, uh, our downtime outsourcing our mental energy by watching TV or video games or playing on our phone. So both this busyness and this mind-numbing activity are ways to avoid self-reflection. Self-reflection runs against the grain of a busy culture. It requires us to like set specific time aside to be quiet. And I know that's hard in, the, in, in a world that's full of noise, that a, the, in a life that's full of noise, that it feels like, oh, I can't tune these things out. But you have to be able to stand alone. And from this place, you can begin to be prayfully into this presence of God and begin processing what has been going on in your respective life. You can ask yourself questions like, am I satisfied with what's going on? Am I satisfied with what I'm doing? You know, sometimes life can get so busy that we forget to ask even why to begin with. Why are we even busy? Or 
Or we can say, we can ask God, is my life orchestrated in such a way to make a relationship with you more of a priority? You know, life can become filled with so many good things that overcrowd your time and your mental capacity. Asking God this question may prompt you to remove things that feel important in order to create more space and time for God, Yah, the universe, whatever you want to call him by whatever moniker you want to call him, you know, or, or, or this bang, because it's more than just a him. It's not, it's not defined by a six and I don't want anybody to uh, take that the wrong way. You know, that's just uh, my preference of, you know, how I identify God, you know, um, but without creating the space to have this self-reflection and this communication with God, you will likely operate on autopilot. And that's what I do a lot. I get so sucked into this autopilot, right? And then sometimes I have to separate myself and take breaks and really go into these like really uh, monkish style um, uh, solitudes, you know, to where I cut off the phone. I cut off from talking to people. Um, and I just really, really bunker down and really try to hear this, to hear God's voice, to understand and to get better, to make these goals, to make and to make sure that my plan is going accordingly, to make sure that I am strengthened, strengthened, excuse me, sorry, that I'm strengthened in him, that I'm reading his word, that I'm understanding and what I don't understand to understand that I'm giving it to God because God is so complex. He's so complex. His complexity is way beyond our understanding. And there's going to be times where I'm not going to understand, but I'm going to have to trust and have faith in him. And that's why I go into the self-reflection to ask myself that, right? You know, some people today take this position of self-reflection is too close to the concept of Eastern meditation. But this is not, this is not the case, you know? Um, meditation, you know, I get that, how that can be this murky water. But self-reflection intends to bring you to a quiet place with God and you can intimately converse with him about your experience and your emotions, right? Let's examine what Peter said um, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. Let a person examine himself, then so eat and break of... No, sorry, I'm sorry, so let me start that over. <laughs> let a person examine himself, then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup, right? What does that mean? This verse is clearly prescribing believers to self-reflect before taking part in communion. The reason Paul is saying this to the church and to many and to many other people is because there was divisions and conflicts in the Corinthian community, like it is today, between one another, between uh, other people. We don't take the time to recognize and discuss these tensions. We don't have we don't we, we don't discuss these divisions, these conflicts amongst each other, you know. So what Paul was doing is he was calling the community to check their hearts because the community should not persist in unsolved conflict and seal while partaking at the Lord's table. And that's what we always should do. You always have to be this person. And you should always try to adapt this notion and adapt this practice of, um, of, of having these tough conversations, right? Don't always allow another person to, hey, call you out and like, hey, we need to have a conversation on this because that way it gets tiring for the other person and they not, then it turns them off. You have to understand of how to address yourself and address a situation and have these tough times and have these tough talks 
like I said before, all confrontation is not bad confrontation. Confrontation is very much necessary, right? This is still true to believers today. You cannot simply move forward in your faith and your life while living in open, unrepented sin. There will be seasons of conflict and struggles in the life of a believer. But if you begin, but if that begins to be the norm, then it's a problem. And that's how I am sometimes. I can I can dwell in my sin. I can sit in it and soak in it and it becomes to be normal. But now that I'm starting to understand myself and understand where I am and where to meet myself and where and how to self-reflect and talk to God and gain this intimacy with him, I know like, hey, I need to get out of that. We have to step back and reflect on our own hearts and our own motivations and preserve our own health and the help of our community because we have to be able to take care of ourselves in order to uproot and upbring and uplift our community that we live in and that we want to start in this church not a building but a church a communion of people of believers of people who want to be stewards like yeshua like jesus right you know search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting psalms 139 it's super important man i i, I love all these things man because it takes me and gives me the moments and gives me the times to do these things right and and, and i thank god for those times like that so understanding, guys, in, in these in these times with all this stuff going on around us is, is having times to um, self-reflect, having times to understand perception, having time to understand that, you know, you can't get so bogged down on what people think of you, especially when you can't control it if they already coming up on a preconceived notion of you. Right. So that's what I'm taking my time to do. I'm going to go into this little solitude where I'm separating for, for a couple of days and definitely we'll be back on uh, the podcasting thing Sunday. And this is a promise, guys. I'm going to start coming every single day, right? Because I see myself in this situation to where I know I want better. I know that I'm talking to God and I'm asking for all these things and I'm, and I'm trying to hear him and, I, and I'm hearing him. And I hear him say that I have to be more consistent and I have to be more persistent. And I have to have more faith. You know, my faith is very teeter-tottering and that's not good. I have to be able to call myself out as a man and look at myself. And we all have to do as brothers and sisters have to look at ourselves and really recognize what are we doing wrong? And the things that I'm doing wrong is I'm getting so caught up on being on autopilot that I'm not taking time to connect and rekindle my relationship with God. Right. And that's and that affects my relationships with my friends, relationships with with work, how I how you know how I wake up every single day of being in this negative moods and and just being this cynical person, and I don't want to be that, you know. I want to be this person because I have a lot of people depending on me, you know. At times I feel very alone, but then I remember that there's people who love me, just like anybody who is feeling like me right now, where they feel alone. There's people who love you. There's people who are praying for you. I promise that, that people are praying for you every single night. They're on their knees, probably every single day, 24-7. They're praying for you. They're praying for your, your, your enrichment. They're praying, for your, they're praying for your soul to be nourished by God. They're praying for that. And I feel that when I take this time with God that, hey, people out there care about me. 
that it's not all this weight on my shoulders that, hey, there are people to help me carry this load, help me carry my cross. And that's what we need to be in this church. I thank you guys for coming to um, and, and listening to Speaking Sierto tonight. Um, like I said, after this little solitude, I'm going to come back and I'm going to come harder because I have so many goals. You know, God has a purpose for me. It's not to keep continue working this nine to five. It can continue to uh, allow my health to deteriorate. I have to take control over my life and stop letting this autopilot cruise control or whatever may it be. Right. So, hey, I want to be taken and I want to be held accountable. Right. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to start hitting it hard. We're going to start getting these this artwork and start uh, getting this 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 coaching, getting being more intentional, being more of a understanding person, being more humble in who I am, being more open to communication and not being so defensive. Right. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to practice this together. y'all. It's all together. You know, we're all in this together, not how skew musical, no Zac Efron, but but we're all together in, 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 in this race. Right. Um, I hope you guys have a great night. It's all love and good night.